Hey, I'm Pastor Dave. Welcome to the Lighthouse. We hope the Lord speaks to you today by his word. God bless. Uh, this morning, I just want to greet all of you that are here this morning. Though Some of you that uh, maybe you're visiting today or uh, maybe you've just started coming recently. Uh, I'm just, if I haven't introduced myself to you, uh, I am Dave and I'm pastor, lead pastor here at the church. And uh, it is good to have you here. And I want you to be welcomed. And uh, can we welcome those that are, are visiting today? And I know that you're not here by chance. We are not here by chance, but that we would hear the things of the Lord for us to help us on a daily basis. And not just us individually, but us together. Together, that uh, there would be things that we would begin to do. And today... Um, I want to, I just want to open with a, a passage from Exodus 31, and I don't think we have it on the screen, but that's all right. Just listen. Exodus 30, 31, verse 1. It says, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Ur, and the tribe of the tribe of Judah. So this man... I'll just call him Bez for short. Bez, all right? Bez was called by name, by the Lord, and, he's, and the Lord says, I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, and in all manner of workmanship to design artistic works, to work in gold, in silver, in bronze, in cutting jewels for setting, in carving wood, and to work in all manner of workmanship. And I say, well, what is this guy called to do? Exodus was the, is the, the, the narrative and the, the history and the story of the Israelites and at that point in time, they had been in Egypt for over 400 years. And, and the bulk of the time that they were there, they didn't go in as slaves, but they became slaves and they were in bondage. And exodus means when you exit something, exodus means to go out of. And so they came out of Egypt, out of slavery, and the Lord begins to give, speak to Moses, to give instruction. He says, I want to meet with you. I want to meet with you. And so there's this tabernacle that is, instruction is given. In fact, the last 10 chapters go into the detail. Like we're talking about what materials to use, what colors to use the form of it in detail of building this tabernacle that is mobile that can be set up and torn down because they haven't gotten to the promised land yet. And so they would be mobile. And so the Lord would go with them. And, and at night, uh, during the daytime, there would be a cloud to shelter them from the heat of the day. And at night, when it got cold, there would be a flame that would, would burn. And so they followed if the, the cloud moved, they moved with the cloud. They'd pack up and they'd move until the cloud stopped and they would set up this tabernacle. It was a tabernacle of meeting. A meeting of the people with God Almighty. And so the instruction was given. And the last 10 chapters, this guy, Bez, was not alone. It says, it continues on and it says, and this is verse 6, Exodus 31, verse 6. And I, indeed, I have appointed with him Aholiab, the son of Ahisamach, of the tribe of Dan. And I have put wisdom in the hearts of all the gifted artisans. So these are people that are, are, are craftsmen and women and that have been given talents he says, I've given them, I've gifted artisans. 
I've put wisdom in the hearts of all the gifted artisans that they may make all that I have commanded you, Moses. And then it goes on. And, it, and so this man and Bez and Aholiab and the artisans, they worked together. They worked together. How many, how many of you were at uh, Man Up last night? Put up your hand. Okay, there's a number of you men. I, I think there was close to 35 or 40 guys just from our church or that you invited just from our church. Yesterday, I'll tell you, how, how many of you guys would, would agree it was an amazing time together? The estimation was that there were close to 300 men that were there last night. We didn't know how many would be. Yeah, let's give the Lord a hand. You may not see this, but you can see that there's different colors on here. I had two people at two different points say to me, one of them was, was uh, even before the service began, one of the speakers said, I cannot, he says, this is amazing. I cannot believe everything that's been put into place. I can't believe, and, and on this page, there are a number of different colors. I have, I don't know, about eight different teams that, that got together, and I just want to say that everything worked out flawlessly yesterday so that the Holy Spirit could move powerfully. Hallelujah. I want to say there were all these, these different teams. There was Joe's team. There was Cal's team. There was Faith Wellens team. There was Joel's team. There was Clarence's team. There was a, a, a team for, for parking. I don't know if there was anybody there for parking yesterday or not, but the, the parking lot was fairly full. But there were these different teams, the worship team, being led. Not They didn't do it alone. There was a group effort. I had somebody send me some pictures of what was happening. It has been happening here at David's Harp. And, uh, and there's this aspect of coming together. There's somebody that needs to take a lead. And even with the leadership, there are those that say, you know what, I'm going to be there for you. John, I'm going to be there for you. Or even you could, hey, whatever you need. I, so we, we spoke together, the, I think it was yesterday morning, just to say, hey, John, whatever I can do as a pastor to facilitate, to help out, I want to do it. Whatever support you need, I want to give you. I, I, that, for what reason? David's harp is all about Jesus being exalted, Jesus being lifted up in this place. And as you read through the last 10 chapters, you recognize that there was this, this teamwork that took place. And today I want to, rec I want, I, I've, I've already just touched on 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. And I've, I've indicated to you that each one of us has been given a gift. Each one of you as a believer has been given a gift. And I don't care whether you got saved or get saved today or yesterday or last week or a month ago or 30, 40, 50 years ago. The Lord has something for you to do. Lord, let it be done through me for your glory. Let it be done through me. And not just me. The Lord desires to put us together as teams, leadership teams. And I just, I thank God there is a coming together of teams, leadership teams, to, to structure another group of teams, if you would, basically working together, that there would be a ministry that would be done. It was only a year and a half, not even a year and a half ago, that 30 men 
got together by a decision that was made very quickly to say, we're going to have one extra service on a Monday night. This was Revived Niagara 2021. And on the Monday night, after the decision was made, and we usually come together on Monday nights, at that point on that weekend, we were outdoors underneath a, a, a huge canopy tent. And a decision was made, you know what, let's gather together for prayer. And there was about 30 men that gathered together just under a year and a half ago. Not even a year and a half later, there was 300 men that got together. Yes. And men, we need to lead and be men of God. We need to, in these last days, men, that we would be all that we can be for his glory. Men, it's, it's usually the women that lead. In these last days, the Lord is calling on men to rise up, to be the men that we need to be and do what we need to do for his glory. And there's a work that needs to be done in these last days to take down the gates of hell and to bring in a mighty harvest. Hallelujah. Women, you will want, those of you that are married, will want for your husband, children, for your father, to be the man of God, the priest in their home. The Lord would want for that to be the case, that we would be kings and priests unto God, men of God, real men of God. And I just want you to know, it doesn't matter what your background. It doesn't matter where you've come from. It doesn't matter even the things that you have done in the past as you give your life to Jesus, as you allow him to wash you clean by his blood that was shed 2,000 years ago. And as you believe on him, the one that died for you, and he was buried and he rose again, and as you receive him into your life, the Lord will give you the supply of the Holy Spirit that you need to accomplish what God has written and, and voiced for you before the foundations of all this earth and all creation was made. God knew that you would exist. And he says, this is the plan that I have for you. And this is the plan that I have for even those that will come together. And we are coming together. Listen. I know you've heard me say it many times. The Lord has something for the, the, the area that he has placed us in, not just in Chippewa, not just in Niagara Falls, but even here in this Niagara region, that there would be a work done by the body of Christ for, before the return of the Lord. There is a harvest that needs to come in. We will not have enough room in our, the churches in the region that are saying, Lord, I desire, we desire that you are, would be exalted and we are accepting of the power of your spirit to help us to glorify Jesus Christ. We will not have enough room in the churches to take in the harvest, to house the harvest before he returns. I'm excited because that means that there are people in your family that don't know the Lord that will come to know the Lord. There are, yeah, let's give the Lord a hand. There are people that you are praying for in your clan, your extended family, that the Lord is saying, I desire to see the entire clan get saved. I'm not talking about being religious. I'm talking about salvation. Relationship and life in and through Jesus Christ. And ent entire clans getting saved. People that you know. People that you work with. People that you go to school with. People that you connect with. That there will be many that will come to know Jesus Christ. Because of the work that he, the Lord is doing. And that it would be before he comes. His heart is, listen. I've been saying this the last little while. When Jesus comes back and catches us up, the wrath of God will be poured out. Right now we have the grace of God, the mercy of God being extended to us. His wrath has not been poured out yet. 
But his grace is saying, I want, I don't want the death of a sinner. I want that every person would come to repentance, would turn and come to know him. And so that we, we will do whatever it takes, whether it's, it's being a, a leader, whether it's being, hey, just tell me what to do. I'm, I want to be part of a team, whatever that team may be. But we want to work together just like Bez, just like Aholiab and all the artisans gifted to do what they were supposed to do. Hallelujah. I don't know what that is for you, what that might be for you. I'll tell you right now, we need people to work with our, not, not just our youth, but with our children. We are going to need people to work with, with children and for ministry to take place amongst the children. We don't have, we need people that will say, you know what, I'm going to commit, I'm going to sacrifice. If I can't be an, I'm, I, I know the Lord has put me to be an oracle of God, and perhaps the Lord is putting on you to work in ministry with children, that they would be taught the ways of the Lord. There's different gifts that we may have, the gift of hospitality to open up your house. I think one of the things that we need to do, we used to do what we called Acts 2.42. Look, look it up, Acts 2.42. And basically to open up your, your home and that there would be a gathering just to encourage to pray for, to have time together, to support, to love one another. And that this would happen not just in one house, but that it would be happening with, with all of us. You say, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open up my house. I'm going to be intentional about asking somebody to come to our place. That there would be just a love towards them perhaps a, a, a praying for them or an encouragement or whatever it may be, or maybe just to get to know them. Lord, I'm, I want to be used by you. The gift of hospitality, the gift of helps, just, hey, what can I do? Pastor, what can I do? Or going to our, our uh, co-administrator that is overseeing. There's nine different ministry strands here in our church. I've been mentioning this. Say, what one, which one of these nine ministry strands can I be involved in? Everything from, from prayer to maintenance to worship to different church ministries to Christian education, benevolence, nine different ministries. What can I do? And maybe there's something that's not happening yet in this church. The Lord will put dreams into your heart. Just like my brother, the Lord already put into your heart a long time ago, that it would come to pass. I, I cannot wait for all that David's harp and the worship team and, every, and all of us as we are led into worship and praise of the King of kings and Lord of lords. Let our lives be such that we would do the ministry according to Colossians 4.17. It says, and say to Archippus, don't you just love that name? Good Greek name. I, I don't know. Maybe that name's a r really popular uh, name in, in Greece. Uh, Archippus. I uh, don't know. but I, I, So Paul is writing to the Colossians, and, he, and he's saying to Archippus that was there, say to Archippus, take heed to the ministry which you have received in the Lord that you may fulfill it. All of us have received ministry that we would take heed to fulfill it. Lord, the ministry that you've called me to do, let me fulfill it. Maybe in the past you've been putting off the, the, the Holy Spirit in his nudging and uh, saying, no, no, no. But at this time, before the return of the Lord, that you would say, Lord, I, I'm... I'm I'm giving myself a living sacrifice to you. You go ahead. I'm going to be used by you in these last days. And maybe there is a bit of a change and a turn to say, okay, yeah, it's going to take sacrifice. It's going to take commitment. But I'm going to take heed to the ministry that the Lord has called me to, to have, that I've received, and that 
there would be a fulfilling of that ministry in me. So today, I want to talk about some principles of ministry. And I want to use this acronym of TEAM, T-E-A-M, Together Experiencing a Ministry. Together Experiencing a Ministry, TEAM, T-E-A-M. What is the definition of ministry? Basically, it's demonstrating God's love through service. Have you not ever received the love from somebody else as they ministered to you? And it was like, oh, man, I needed that. I needed to be ministered to. And it, you were encouraged. You were strengthened. That, that's what we would do. That's what ministry is, is demonstrating God's love through service. And I can, I'll tell you right now. <laughs> if the Lord had not saved me, it would be basically about me. I'm going to do what I want to do, and I don't got time for nothing else because it's going to be about me. But as the Lord has saved us, he desires for us to demonstrate God's love. Let us demonstrate the love of God through service. And so I want to talk a little bit about some principles of successful ministry. And I, I'm, I'm going to note the time here. Let me just take this off. It may not help anything, but at least it's there. So the principle of team. Matthew 18, 20. I'm going to go quickly through five or six points on this first principle of team. The principle of the team. It says in Matthew 18, 20, it says, For we're two Two or three are gathered together in my name. I am there in the midst of them. When we get together to, to accomplish something in his name, two or three, two, only two or three, the Lord is already saying, I am there to help you accomplish what needs to be accomplished, whether it's to glorify me in that moment or whatever it needs to be done. I am in your midst even as you come in my name. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. So team means that God is with us if Jesus is the one that we're going to be uh, coming in his name. If, if we are coming in his name, then that means that God will be with us. So God is with us in our ministry. We will gather in his name to be a part of a team. So the gathering of two or three, what is the, the reason we are gathering? What is the purpose? Lord, whatever it may be. And maybe it's just a, a one-time thing, or maybe it's something, like even like Man Up, or Women Walking Worthy, or Revive Niagara, that it is something that's ongoing. In fact, when it comes to the, the, the word of revive, which the Lord is doing, the Lord is waking up. He's resuscitating. Maybe he's resuscitating you. But the Lord wants to do an amazing work yet in these last days. You've heard me say this many times, and I say it again. He's coming back for a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. He is not coming back for a defeated church. A glorious church means regardless of the gates of hell, <laughs> they're coming down. The gates of hell will not prevail against the church that glorious church. Lord, let me be a part of it. Let me not be an observer. Let me be a participant. Lord, let me take part in what you would have for, for me and for us as a team. Team means being united and stuff happens. In a team, you're united. We have a, a big game coming up tonight in the natural I'll tell you right now, those two teams that are fighting for the Super Bowl tonight, if they don't work as a team, if one team is better at working as a team than the other, they will prevail. For us, when we, when we come in one place and in one, one accord, I'm not talking about a Honda Accord, I'm talking about 
Where's Don when you need him? I'm not a... Anyways, when we come together in unity in one place, stuff will begin to happen. Things will happen. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, one team together, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. Such a strange thing. As the power of the Holy Spirit came upon them and filled them, they began to speak in other languages they had not learned. I was just explaining this this last week to, to some pastors. I said, you know what? I remember when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit descended all at once. 14 years of age, it has not been the same in my life since that day. I just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the power of your Holy Spirit. I, sa I said to this group of pastors, I said, yeah, I did speak in tongues in another language. And to this day, as Paul says, I, I speak in tongues more than you all. If you don't understand all the benefits that come even with just speaking in tongues, not just the, the power is one thing, and he immediately, immediately gives you the ability to do this. There are so many benefits to it, and I, I don't want to take time today, but I just say, hey, we want the power of the Holy Spirit. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. Things will happen as we come together in one place in one accord. So this team and teams here at Lighthouse together experiencing a ministry. Let's do it together. Team means effectiveness. In Ecclesiastes 4, verse 9, I'm just going to read through a few of these verses uh, from verse 9. It says, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. How much more can you do when two are working than when, with one? And so even Solomon, as he inspired by the Holy Spirit, is saying that we would work together. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. There's greater effectiveness. There's direction. There is unity of purpose. There's an easing of burdens. How, how good it is when you don't have to carry the load all by yourself. I couldn't believe it. Yesterday and even the day before, the teams that were working together, I was like, you know what? Usually, if you're doing something on your own, it just becomes more and more stressful as, as you get closer to what needs to happen and it's it's not coming together it's like oh man i got to pull an all-nighter here yesterday was a fairly relaxing day because it was we were working together every part doing what it's supposed to so part of it was the structuring of the teams that were necessary every part leadership of of those different teams and every, the, so it was just a matter of hey you know i could say to clarence you know the altar team got it got it taken care of. And just to be able to say to, to whoever was leading in whatever particular aspect, I called up Cal. I just, I've just met Cal in the last few months. He's, he's joined our, our leadership team. Man, what an amazing thing. We didn't have to worry. We fed 300 men yesterday. Yeah, it was, but everything was taken, play, or was taken care of. 300 men were fed. The food, the, the drink, the water, whatever, was all ready to go. Everything was set up. Cal says, I've got it all taken care of. Everything was taken care of. There's an effectiveness as we work as team, as a team. Team means help. A lighter load. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who am who is alone, but woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. If you are by yourself and you fall, nobody knows because you're all alone. But when we are together, two are better than one 
because we can lift each other up. You know what, what the enemy, I'll tell you, the enemy, his desire is to isolate, to separate. His, listen, if there is a separation of two to one, that you're, all, you're going on your own way, I'll tell you right now, it is demonic in origin because the enemy wants to steal, kill, and destroy you. He knows that he can't do it when you're part of the body of Christ. So what he will attempt to do, he will attempt to isolate you so you are all alone. And he'll take you out. That we would be there for each other. Don't allow. And, and sometimes it's the, the thing of guilt or shame. You know, if we've, oh, I don't want anybody to know where I'm at or what I've done or what I'm doing. I pray for the conviction of the Holy Spirit that that the, the guilt and condemnation of the enemy would not drive you away from the Lord, but would drive you to the Lord to say, Lord, i got to take care of, of this. The Holy Spirit may be convicting and say, hey, this, you need to change that. My goodness, change. Change what you need to change. And even if we are brothers and sisters in the Lord, even as we would see one another, and there are we, maybe we're not seeing individuals, reach out. Reach out and say, listen, Hey, how you doing? I haven't seen you for a while. Are you okay? Is everything okay? For if one fall, if one falls, the other will lift up his companion. Team means help. It means a lighter load. Team means togetherness. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? There's something about being together, there's a comfort, there's a togetherness. And as a result, there are results. As we are together. Team means victory. Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. If you've ever looked at a rope, there's this... Tying together, there's a wrapping together of cords and strands. The more strands you have, the, the stronger that rope will become. A threefold cord, three braided cord, is not easily or quickly broken. A threefold cord represents unity, one accord, direction, purpose, strength, protection, watchfulness. And so we have victory over the attacks against us. And as a result, there's an accomplishing of something that it would be accomplished. Luke 10, verse 1 says, After these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also. So he had started with 12. Now there were 70. And he sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. And so they went out by twos ahead of him, saying, Hey, the, the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is at hand. You want to be a part of the kingdom of God, which is everlasting? The king of the kingdom is coming. And so there was a preparing. They, he sent them out two by two. That we would not do anything alone. We would do it together. That we would do it together. You might say, well, what if ministry doesn't lend itself to a team? Maybe you have to check. Is it that we can't work with others? I recognize there's times where I, yeah, I work alone. But I thank God in the last 20 years, there have been things that put into place. We could not, I could not do what's happening today if it wasn't for different teams that are in place. The worship team, the tech team, the greeting, greeting team, the ushers team, all these different teams, the Sunday school teachers, different teams, all working together. Is it my personality we might say, I accomplish more than more when I loan. Is it a pride, a lack of willingness to submit to others? It's not just doing something alone. And sometimes I say, oh, I, I can do this a lot easier, but there's others that need to learn. We need to, we need to equip and train others. We need to be accountable to each other. 
We need to be not on our own. We need each other. There's a development. The, the amazing thing is there's a development of relationship, of friendships. How many times have we gotten closer to each other when we, we began to work together, do, doing something together? It's like, oh, man, I got to know this person yesterday. It was like, man, the word that was spoken by Matt Morrison lives in Hamilton. The word that was spoken by Mike Chory, he's in New York, Grand Island, New York. I've only met Matt twice. I've only met Mike, I think I met three times. And there's already a connecting to the point I, w I desire for things to be done with them. There was a connecting that we would in the development of relationship and friendship, we would have others so that when we were down, I could call on some guys to say, hey, you know what? I'm going through a hard time. There's no I in team. There's no I in team. If you spell team, T-E-A-M, there's no I. Lord, let it not just be me, but that we'd work together. see how far I get here. I don't know. I might have to do another continuation. Let me just, uh, let me just touch on uh, one more thing here, and then we're going to, I'll have the, the worship team come. The second principle, the principle of waiting You might say, hey, I don't know, I, I, I want the Lord has put on my heart to do something and, and uh, there's not two or three people. There's not, there wouldn't be three of us or two. Sometimes there's the necessity of waiting and growing, that we would wait and that we would grow and mature. If we, so we could have others with us because you, we will not be able to accomplish. If I go off on my own, I cannot accomplish what I can do with others with the help because there will be battle that comes and when you're alone in the battle it is so much harder and oftentimes when you're all alone when it comes to ministry there's an aspect of being overcome of losing heart and even to the point of moving out of ministry yesterday Mike shared Mike Chory shared like we're talking I don't know how many youth had come over the course of two days I think it was like 15,000 each day for this huge event. And it was amazing. He says it was like the Lord had, the Satan had come and, and said to, to God, hey, God, yeah, you're protecting him. Just let me at him. And he says there was such a, in a, just a short period of time with all, can you imagine 15,000 people coming together in one place? So the man was being used of God, and he, he said, he, he admitted, hey, you know what, there's a, this aspect of pride. Pride's a, a nasty thing. And it's like the enemy came and attacked him, and he, there was, he says there was such a thing of depression. He shared this openly yesterday. There was such a depression that came over him that he, he could, it was like, I, I'm, I'm ready to give up ministry. I'm, I'm ready to give up ministry with such success. That you would come to the Lord. This thing of communion that we had, so important. It's not what we do. This is one of the things, a phrase that was very repeated yesterday. It's not what we do. It's not our performance, but it's what he's done. It's not what I can do. It's what he's already done for me for victory. This man was ready to give up ministry. And as he, he looked at who Jesus was and what he had done for him on the cross, 
the power and the wisdom of God came and sustained him to overcome the onslaught of the enemy. And sometimes we are alone. Sometimes we are separated. Sometimes we are isolated. That we would overcome. They overcame Satan by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. You will never, I can never take on the enemy in my own strength, in my own capabilities, my knowledge of the word. I can never take on the enemy. But when I, I have victory over the enemy, when I place everything, not in what I can do, not what I do, 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 but what he's already done, 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 once and for all. That we would wait upon the Lord. Isaiah 40, verse 28. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. We there's not at any point where God says, oh, man, I'm, I'm too tired. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm not there for you. I can't. I just, I'm tired. I'm taking a break. Just wait till I'm finished. I get my rest back. The creator of the ends of the earth, the everlasting God, the Lord, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fail. You know, youth, man, remember for, for us, some of us that are a little bit older, remember when you were a teenager? You're getting your mid to late teens. The, the, the energy that you had, it was like, man, I got strength. And not only do I have strength, it's like when I determine to do something, I've got a zeal and an ambition. And I just can't wait to do it. You get a little bit older, it's like, oh, I don't have the same strength. I don't have the same zeal. I don't have the same ambition. But even the youth get tired. Maybe there's not enough strength. There's not enough. There's no more zeal. There's no more ambition. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But it says, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. I just want to say, when it comes to ministry, you say, oh, I don't know. I don't have the zeal. I don't have the ambition. I don't have the strength. I don't have what it takes to do what I think the Lord is telling me to do. Just like Moses last week. It's like, I... I I, I'm struggling, Lord, with what you're asking me to do, and I'm starting to make up excuses. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. The finished work of Jesus Christ. The power and the wisdom of God come through just stopping everything you're doing. When you're overwhelmed, you don't have, it's like, how am I going to get through this? How am I going to make it? I don't think I'm going to make it. I just, I don't have, no more, I'm depressed or I'm anxious. I can't make it. I would just wait on the Lord. That I would look to who he is and what he's done for me. Who he is. And what he's done for me. It says, the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but it is the power of God to those that are being saved. Goes on to say in that passage in 1 Corinthians, that first chapter, he says, we preach Christ crucified. The wisdom of God and the power of God. You want the wisdom and the power of God? I'm going to wait on the Lord. Maybe I need to get to a place to remember what he's already done for my victory. Lord, I need, I need the power of your spirit in my life. I need the wisdom that comes from above in my life. So I'm going to wait upon you. 
And some of you, the Lord maybe have called or is calling into ministry of, of something. Maybe he's already given dreams and visions of what he wants you to do. Or maybe you're not at that place yet. Lord, I'm going to wait upon you. Maybe there is an aspect of, of I'm going to get involved with different things, perhaps. But in the meantime, I don't know exactly what you would have me do. I want to I help out in whatever way I can. But I'm going to wait upon you. I'm going to remember what you've already done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we stand together? Can I have the worship team come? Just finished two of six principles, so obviously I'm going to have to continue this on. I don't know exactly when uh, next week or anyways, uh, where's Nathan? Anyways, Nathan, we'll, we'll talk yet, okay, um, regarding next week. I love you guys. Some of you I, I know better than others. I look forward to what the Lord will do through you and through us together. Together that we would experience ministry. We'd, we'd be as a team. We'd work together for his glory. Lord, let, let your will be done in us, not just in me. Lord, let it not just be about me and, and your will for my life, but Lord, let it be for us as we would work together wherever the Lord would place us. Say, Lord, I, I, I do want to be used by you. I want to be used by you in these last days. We had a seven-year-old come up just a few moments ago. Seven-year-old, like grade two, right, grade two. It's like, I just, I just chatted with mom briefly. Mom says, yeah, she's, she's, she has no fear to come up. We have fear sometimes. She had no fear. I just want to be used by God. I just want to be used by God. Lord, what you've called me to do, to be, let it be done. I love you. I do love you guys. I look forward. There, something is happening. Something is happening in your life. There's a stirring in your heart. Maybe some of it might be, no, I'm, I'm resisting. Stop resisting. Lord, I'm just going to give myself over to you. I'm going to stop fighting the speaking of the Holy Spirit in my life. I'm going to stop fighting and saying, no, 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 I don't want, God, I don't want to hear it. And I just say, oh, no, 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 go ahead, speak. Speak to me and let me, let me hear what you would have for me that I would do what you would have me do for your glory. Let it be done. Let it be done. Don't let the enemy come and say, who are you? You just got saved. What do you think you can do? Oh, man, does God have plans for you? Maybe you've, you're coming from a nasty background and nasty, nasty life of, of, of sin and whatever. You say, could God ever use me? The Lord is saying, oh, yeah. He used Paul. Paul was, was involved in, in having people stoned to death and murder. Paul wrote half the New Testament under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit as he just yielded, as he just yielded to the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus, yeah, save me. Jesus, be Lord in my life. Not me. You be Lord in my life. I'm going to do what you would have me do. I don't, listen, I don't want youth to hinder what God has for you to do. A seven-year-old, 
or maybe you're in your 70s, you say, I'm, I'm too old to do stuff anymore. That is, no, that is not true. My dad was 86 when he died. Most of you, many of you know my dad. The man continued in ministry until he could no longer ministry, minister when he, coming here to church, but he would minister when he could no longer move. The last little while, I, could, I can remember when he could hardly speak anymore. And even talking the last little while was difficult. And he would look at me even as he was laying in his bed and we're having to minister to him, I'm having to minister to him. And he'd look at me with a big smile on his face and tears coming down his, his, from his eyes with a smile in each his mouth. I love you. I love you. So I don't want you to say my age is something that's going to hinder me from ministering from doing what the Lord would have me do. Lord, I'm going to be used until my last breath. I'm going to be used until my last breath. Hallelujah. That even in my last breath, it would bring you glory and honor because I live my life for you. I'm going to live my life for you. Hallelujah. Let this, this message just res, begin to resonate within you because the Lord loves you so much. As we worship, let's worship. Let's give Him our lives. Let our life be a worship unto Him. Hallelujah. After we're finished, we're going to have a, a few quick announcements. And then uh, Pastor Joel will come and... Uh, Give the benediction. Has it not been good to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's worship him. Hey, thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the sermon. Just want you to know you can find full live stream services on our website, lighthouseniagara.com.